You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. Well, listen. I said I was going to do this. I was going to pull something out of the, the hat again, so or the bucket. If you weren't with us two weeks ago, I, three weeks ago, we put different questions in here. People were allowed to put anything in there. And, and uh, I did it a couple weeks ago, and I said I was going to do it on the long weekend as well. So I haven't... I, I read them over weeks ago, and I crumpled them up, so I don't exactly know what question we we're going to go. But here's the reason. This isn't, to show, this isn't for show. It's to know that you have something in you that God can use. That It has to be in you. It can't be just scripted the whole time. You have the ability in your lives to speak on God's behalf without it just being scripted. And, and you, we need to begin to do that at some level. And I've, I've felt this compulsion in my heart lately, and I've been asking people, I need you involved. We need to be engaged in the things of God. No more just sitting back and just kind of coasting. And I know we can do that for a while. You're allowed to do that for a while. You're allowed but you gotta, you got to get involved in your faith. Not just knowledge and not just teaching, not just, and, and honestly, somebody, I, you know, I have people laid on my heart and I sent a little text message to, to somebody and, and said, oh, they, they, they send it back saying, oh, we've been meaning to come to church, but we've been very lethargic and everything. And, and you know, we watch different things and I, I said, that's fantastic. Can you come out? We need to move. You need to move from being just a consumer to a contributor. And so much like pastor, wow me, tell me what I need to do or, 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 or they critique every different thing that's going on. And, and I, I, I get it. I critique it too. Every Monday morning we sit down as a staff and critique what we did right, what we did wrong, what we can do better, how... I need everybody, you need to be praying coming into the fall how you're going to participate. And not just by sitting, but by being involved. Well, I better get to the question or I'll run out of time, which I'm kind of hoping. And each service I pick another one. So, okay, so here's the question. And the Lord knows, so hopefully I'll have something. It says, explain different forms of worship, not music, not just music. I kind of began that topic, didn't I? I think John chapter 4 talks about, well, let me, if my Bible's here, let me read it. It just pops into my head. John chapter 4, Jesus, and it talks, it's talking about the woman at the well, actually. I referenced her already. Uh, Let me put this down. Worship is an interesting thing. It's a very hot topic. Everybody has an opinion on it, what it looks like, what it should act like, and what form it should come in. It seems like... John chapter 4 is an incredible statement of what worship talks about. And it was the woman at the well. And... Let me read. Let me. You, you got to give me a second because I'm just doing this off the top of my head now. 
Here it says, Jesus said to the woman, he says, An hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem you will worship the Father. You will worship what you do not know, that the Samaritan, Samaritans, they're, they're worshiping. They did not know the Heavenly Father the way the Jews did at that time. You worship what you do. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking people to worship him. God is speaking is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Here's a here's a startling state statement. And I think um, God is not looking for just worship songs. He's looking for worshipers. You can come into a service and raise your hands and and go through the motions and sing with all your heart, and that's meaningful. Don't I? I, I mean, I love that. I, I think we need to do that more. We. I, I'd love to see us move into a a time of worship when we're all collectively together and singing and praising and celebrating the presence of God. That we'd all be singing because there's something happens when you begin to speak your praise to the heavenly Father and to Jesus. Something actually occurs when you use your tongue for the purpose of glorifying God and not cursing man. It, it, you know, it's something transpires. And it's like an, a, an aroma to God. Our worship is a sweet-sounding aroma. It's, a, it, it's beautiful. But that's not where worship just stays, just in song. And so I think a lot of times we, we focus way too much on just the sound of music. Oh, that, that song is not of God. And this, are, are you kidding me? You can determine what songs are of God and what aren't and who is doing the right songs and who, what lyrics and you know the heart and the motivation behind all this. We, we can become very critical of almost anything going on within the church that we don't particularly like. And we, we justify it somehow. But the, for me, that moves us outside of, of worshipers. He's, not, he's looking for true and genuine worshipers. People that will lay down their life for their friends. Greater love has no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. To love your enemies. That's a, worship exp- that's a worshiper. And it's so easy. Like, honestly, and because I'm doing this, you know, I'm, I'm pretty raw here. I'm not... Pl- and I don't want to be critical or condemning. But we, as a body, as people, can be so looking for the one mistake that somebody's doing or making and then just pounce on them, failing to see our own shortfalls. That's, you, that's where, you know, maybe you begin with the empathy and seeing somebody who's fall, fallen short and you go, well, boy, I've, I've, I've fallen short a few times in my life and... I've made some mistakes, and I'm sure glad that the people didn't jump on me and stomp on me and tell me what a terrible person I am, and I didn't love Jesus, and I need to get in the Bible more, and I need to pray more, and I need to... Those are all true things. But but that's not what's going to redeem my heart at that moment. I can tell you those things, especially if you've been serving Jesus for some time. You can find those mistakes. A worshiper comes alongside the... The demoniac brings him into his midst, prays for him, brings the leper into his midst. He touches the leper. That's a worshiper that goes into the highways and byways and finds the broken and the disheartened and the financially 
bankrupt and, and finds a way to care and to love. Now, those are very difficult, difficult things to do. But we're talking about the difference of being a worshiper, not just giving worship under a Sunday tent. It's very challenging. But that's what God's looking for. Follow the word, follow the story of Jesus. You need to go back into the Gospels and read it from cover to cover. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And look at everything Jesus did. Look at the motivation. Think of the motivation behind it. Not just the action. Not just the, and he healed the leper. Oh, wow, that's great. He, he heals. No, look at what, took, what, he, what it took for him to get there. When he heals the, the ten lepers. And only one comes back to him. To thank him. Only one. Only one. How many times does Jesus do something amazing for us. And we're so quick to forget. And, and we can point out. The, ten, the nine guys that didn't come back. Well they, they weren't very grateful. But he did it anyways. He knew. Jesus knows all things. It wasn't like it caught him off guard that these other nine, and yet he cared and loved. And here's a broken man, these nine, ten lepers, disenfranchised from the rest of the community. If you know the, the laws surrounding leprosy, they had to be cast aside, cast out of the community. They weren't allowed to engage with other people. They were, some of them would have been hideous to look at unwelcome, hadn't had anybody invite them over to their house for who knows how long. And Jesus touches them. That, it, there's something in there that says, that's what a worshiper looks like to me. Somebody who's going to care. Walk the second mile. Walk this. Walk the second mile's hard. I, and, but you, you don't get it, Pastor. That person stomped on me and treated me like trash. Have you followed the story of Jesus? Have you seen how they treated him? The king of this universe? The Lord of glory? Have you seen what they did to our Lord? Do you, is something resonate that he says... and? Imitate Jesus? That's to imitate him? You're going to be treated like trash sometimes. And so your response, Jody always says, my she says it to me. I've been known after a while to say it back to her when it suits me. But my response is my responsibility. My response is my responsibility. Somebody is angry with me. Do, do I return evil for evil? Well, that's not being a worshiper, is it? So you can come through the doors, and I get it. It's an exciting thing to come, and, and, but music is just a small, I don't know if it's a small part. It's a big part, but it's not the only part that defines a worshiper. Go into the highways and byways and compel them to come into my house. How many of you guys... I can include myself, and so I, I, you know, I uh, are doing your part to share Christ with the with the lost. Well, you know, they don't. That person will never come to know Jesus. So, what's the point? Well, wait a second. Worshippers 
trust in the Lord, not in their own strength and their own ability. Well, but it's, a, it's scary to share Jesus with people that may not. I, yeah, it is. But there's a lot of things. You buy a house and you're scared to buy a house with the interest rates. And we do it. And you go skydiving and that can be scary. And I don't go skydiving. It's too scary for me. You do things that can be fearful, but you do it because there's value in at some level. True value. And what is greater than, than sharing Christ with those that don't know it? Coming, getting, becoming part, you come into a large assembly of people and you don't know them. That, that can be scary. Or somebody in the assembly says something wrong to you that you don't like and you blame the assembly, you blame the pastor, you blame, the, listen, it's easy to blame churches and to blame people and to find fault. It's hard to be a worshiper of God and look at the people that you're interacting with and go, they are valuable. But they don't look like you, they don't think like you, they don't act like you, they don't worship like you. I know. I, I get that. How, am I, how are we to reach? You walk in the freedom. I, I, you know, I think it's contingent on all of us to find some way, if you are growing in your faith in Jesus, I say growing because it takes some time to begin to figure out a way to share Christ. That's why we have the little cards, you know, the little invitation cards. I hope you're still sending them out. We still have packages. You can give, it's just an easy way. It's simple. We all need to be sharing. Worshiping the Father, worship, to be a true worshiper is more than just going through motions. In fact, worshipers are going to cast down vain imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Before it even becomes an action, you're going to have to, at some point in time, begin to deal with your thought life and those things that come through your mind and stop them as soon as they can before they become actions. Become those little little word turns into a thought, a thought turns into a, a feeling, a feeling turns into an action, an action turns into a behavior. Those things can can really get a hold of you. So becoming being a worshiper of our God is about a lot of things. And seldom does it have to do with the volume of music, although sometimes it gets loud. Did you know something? This is really bizarre. I'm learning this as you kind of get older. That all of your hearing is different. That's why you go to hearing places. And some of you wear hearing aids. Some of you are going to be wearing hearing aids. Some, some of you have different, hear dis, different decibels. So when you're, when you're coming to complain about the volume of the worship, just know that everybody has a different hearing, different things. You're so unique. So at the next church, wherever you go, don't go and get mad at the pastor if the volume's too loud. It may be you. <laughs> Just maybe. Or maybe, did you know how hard, you know, I, I, and I'm diverse because, you know, I'm, I, I divert. I, I mean, in our particular building out there inside, there are hot spots and, and really hot spots and dead spots. Now, we can fix that for about $60,000 of new speakers, 
But if I was to do that, you'd go, why did you spend $60,000 on new speakers? There's ways to fix things and to challenge things. But, but even the, the ability to, for a sound man to create the right speakers and the right volumes and the right all thing. That's why you have to become empathetic with the worship leaders and, the, and Tony, the sound man today. Uh, you know, when you, you, you don't go around, especially when it's too late. I mean, we try to adjust these. We try to care for people ahead of time. But when things goes wrong, it's it's too late. What are you going to blame the person now? Like we worshipers are needed in the body of Christ today, not just worship. Worshipers are needed. People that go out of their way, like Jesus did, all, and he did it all the time with those that were mighty the guys that were walking on water you have little faith pulls them up gets them in the boat little boy brings a couple fish and a couple loaves to him feeds the 5,000 you think somebody in the crowd would have brought food with them when they left <laughs> but they had no food Jesus takes care of us if the world is to be attracted to anything that we are saying we need to become worshipers, not just giving worship. We need to become worshipers. Amen? Well, I just filled that time, didn't I? Well, let's close with a word of prayer. And let's ask the Lord to help us to move from consumer to contributor, from just giving worship to becoming worshipers. Father, you're doing a new thing in many hearts under this tent, I know. You're stirring hearts. You're, you're letting them reinterpret maybe moments of their own life that they see you present because the goodness of God has been with them all along. And they may not have always recognized it and they may not recognize it in the future. But your goodness will always run after us. It will always chase us. And it's chasing those that have fallen away from the Lord. And Lord, may we be participants in helping people come to Christ. May you stir our hearts, not just toward singing louder and being vocal. Although, Lord, for some, you know that needs to happen as well. But would you help us to step into becoming a genuine, authentic worshiper of omnipotent Alpha and Omega God, the beginning and the end. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' precious and strong name we pray. And everybody would say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're listening to Maple View Community Church Podcast. Mm-hmm.